So I go to church one morning and I get this uh, smell of fish and it's reeking all through the church. Oh, but it wasn't the fish and chips that you're probably thinking about, Long John Silver's or Mom's homemade fried fish and hush puppies. No, 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 with the grits and the cheese grits and all that oozy goozy stuff in there. No, it wasn't that kind of smell whatsoever. This smell was putrid. It smelled rotten. Let me describe how rotten it really did uh, smell. This odor was like a rotten egg that had been left out for six months and then finally cracked open with a deep sulfur and um, six-month-old vomit smell. I'm not kidding you. This was really in the church. And uh, I learned later that over a month had passed by and some ladies wanted to raise money for a prayer conference and um, some church people are notorious for not cleaning up behind themselves totally. There's always something missed because one person thinks another person got the job done. You know, it's kind of like feeding a dog. Um, if you tell three people to feed the dog, that dog is going to starve to death because one person said, well, I thought you fed it. And the other person's going to say, I thought you fed it. Well, the whole time the dog never received one morsel of dog food. And it ultimately met its maker uh, because it died. Well, that's what happened in this church. And we sprayed for breeze. <laughs> we sprayed for breeze and, and Lysol and used Clorox cleanups on everything. And we could not find the smell or where it was coming from, but it was horrible. And if you chilled the church down cool enough, it would be, uh, uh, you know, tolerable. So we made it through a few services. And then on a Wednesday night before church was to start, I walked into the building and it was so bad. And a fire inspector showed up. <laughs> I thought we were not going to pass the fire inspection because the smell was horrific. It smelled now like burnt puke. And I was wondering what the fire inspector would be thinking. And anyway, we passed it and we started searching and searching and searching. Well, we have two ovens in the church and one is a lower oven that sits over by a sink in this square style kitchen. And there's one that is upper oven that sits across from the sink. And in the lower oven, someone forgot to check a big pan of fish that had been left in there for over a month and two weeks now. And can I tell you that it liquefied and these little crawly things, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen in church in my life in the history of 25 years. There was literally maggots crawling all through this oven. And I am, am not too sensitive, but when I got that smell of that odor, I could not hold it down. I was tossing my cookies outside the door and I said, we've got to get this odor out of here. And so finally, we devised a plan to grab 
this aluminum flimsy pan that you buy at Thanksgiving, you know, the one that you put your turkey in and you, you, you cook it and put it in the oven. Well, it was one of those kind of pans, but it was a cheaper one and it was very flimsy. So as I was walking out of, out of the oven with this thing, I mean, out of the kitchen, I just pulled it out of the oven and a little bit of the juice spilled on my brand new shoes they were brown they were lovely they were comfortable they were these sketcher walkabouts and i love them because you could just jump up in the morning and you could put these shoes on and be out the door quickly and they're very comfortable kind of cool looking shoe and it splashed on my shoes well i i, I wanted to save my shoes but but let me not get ahead of myself here. I wanted to shave those shoes, so I just kind of rinsed them off with a water hose and just kept going because I couldn't tell at this point what smelled and what didn't because the odor was overwhelming. It was like one Mack truck hitting 200 skunks at one time. That's how bad it was. And... We got this outside, but now we had to contend with these maggots that were inside still just squirming and crawling all through this this oven where this horrific smell was. So we're cleaning it all out and spraying cleaner and wiping and, yes, taking the gloves, rubber gloves, put them on our hands and wiping these maggots out and getting it all finally sanitized and we notice that maggots not only climb on the sides of ovens, but they climb on the bottom and also on the top. So when we looked at the top, I guess they knew we were cleaning the bottom, so they all moved to the top of the oven. So we scraped it, and as we scraped it, it looked like, like salt being poured out of a salt shaker, and, and tons of it just they were just coming down and it just got even more disgusting so finally um, uh, at this time I, I have to also be the key speaker that night and I'm cleaning this kitchen getting it ready my shoes have just been ruined and you know in church if, if you're a pastor or some type of leader God bless you because you know, I know you get angry and you have to hold it in and you have frustration and you can't really tell anybody. And so um, for me, I, w- I was getting kind of steamed. You know, I really didn't want this prayer meeting anyway because it wasn't advertised right. It wasn't, you know, laid out. It's the best that people with, let me say, they don't have the knowledge uh, and the business sense to advertise the correct way. I mean, a sheet on a couple of pieces of wood saying prayer breakfast. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not the way you advertise on the side of the church. You know, it's supposed to be a professional sign. Uh, when the wind blew, you couldn't tell if it was the 28th or the 29th because <laughs> the wind shifted the numbers. And sometimes the eight would look like a nine according to how the wind was blowing. And then it rained. And then it looked like our sign with painted on numbers and advertisement now began to to run down the sheet that was tacked onto two boards 
um, in front of the church announcing a prayer breakfast and conference and uh, they were just so excited about getting it done. They just didn't have the knowledge. And in, and in the church world, they'd say, bless their little heart. And so anyway, they didn't have the knowledge to uh, advertise. So I thought of, well, you're going to do all this work and not get too many people here. And, and that's exactly what happened. All this work was done. Fish was fried. It was very well. It was good. And and all of these fixings was, was, went along with it. But then, people who don't know how to advertise also don't know how to thoroughly clean. And so, we got this clean, the odor down, and finally got the smell out of the church. Now, mind you, I still want to keep my favorite shoes because they, they cost a little bit of money and you know I, I still don't have a pair of those shoes to this day and I, I brought them to my back porch so here's what I did I cleaned them and I thought well maybe the smell will go away and you know and I, I'm having this grandiose dream of of my my shoes being cleaned and then I'll, I'll be able to wear them again you know and 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 because I just bought the shoes but the next morning, <laughs> I, I got up and inspected the shoes. Now, the night before, I'd washed them, clean them, and I put them on. I have a uh, back lanai with a sliding glass door, and I put them to the right of the sliding glass door on the outside on the lanai, uh, which is a fancy word for a concrete slab screened in with a couple of doors and lights and some fans. So I put it back there, but I woke up the next morning and my brown shoes were now a beige and white color, still smelt like a putrid shoe. And I thought, well, I can't use these anymore. They're, they're gone. They're history. All right, get over it. You're just going to have to get some new shoes. And, um, Picked them up. I took them over the garbage can and I, I threw them away. I threw my shoes in the garbage can. And, you know, we have a garbage man in our neighborhood and I'm sure you have one too. They really just want to get the job done, get out of here and get it over with and get home. That's the way they are. So he ran into the neighborhood quickly, put the two hydraulic lifters into my garbage can pulled it up to the side and poured the garbage into the back of the truck. But before watching all the garbage go into the truck, I noticed those shoes had been pulled out and set on the side of the garbage can. They were, and I don't know if someone was planning on using them or if the driver was going to use them. Anyway, I noticed as there was a turn going around, the, it looked like my, the, the shoes had been picked up and I, I figured someone just threw them away. And uh, anyway, my wife and I, to make a long story short, my, my wife and I are bicyclists. So one day I was riding the bike ahead of her and um, 
I looked into a parking lot of a, of a restaurant, a local restaurant that sits on the corner not too far from our home. And in that parking lot was like a couple of shoes. <laughs> no kidding, a couple of shoes laying out in the parking lot. And uh, so um, I looked over there and I promise you, I promise you right now, it looked like the shoes that I had wore that had that on it. The smell was so bad that the people in the garbage truck that was going to try to keep them and restore them threw them out at the restaurant, didn't even want them on a garbage truck. That's how bad it was. Now, you tell me, you go to church on a Wednesday night and you walk in there and you get this odor and you smell this church. Do you think you want to go back to church? No, you don't want to go back to church. I didn't want to go back to church. And I was the pastor. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The things that happens at church. So anyway, that night went on pretty well. And I had this one uh, particular woman who was going to be a speaker for about five minutes and then another would speak for another five minutes and so forth and so on um, after I spoke to uh, make some announcements of things about affirmations. And so this one lady gets up and she says, you can't eat after midnight. It says in the Bible, God said, you can't eat after midnight. And I guess... She'd watch the movie Gremlins because it's like you can't throw water on them after midnight because then you'll turn into a gremlin yourself. So she she said, don't eat after midnight. God said it's in the Bible. And, uh, you know, there's all kind of passages where people are eating at all times of day in the Bible. And it's like, okay, how how do you get this person to to sit down and uh, be quiet? So obviously, you know, I, you know, you, you say, kind of, well, that's an interesting fact. That, you know, that, that's not really a fact, but it's it's interesting, and uh, I don't know how you came up with that, but you know, I could, I, I'll try to smooth that over. So, you know, there's things like this that happen in church that many of you were wondering, how do you handle that in these awkward moments? Because now. Do, do you get up and do you tell this this lady, hey, hey, listen, uh, we had New Year's just a couple of years ago and we had a big feast after uh, midnight and no one turned into a gremlin. <laughs> listen, you better not eat after midnight or you're going to turn into a gremlin too. No, just kidding. I want you to hang in here and keep listening to these episodes. These stories are true. These stories are real. These stories truly happen at church. So I know that each episode now that I'm recording, I am taking up a little bit of your time, but I don't want to take up all your time, but I do want you to enjoy all of these episodes. Thank you for listening. Get ready for episode three. It's going to get even better. So I go to church one morning and I get this uh, smell of fish and it's reeking all through the church. Oh, but it wasn't the fish and chips that you're probably thinking about, Long John Silver's or 
mom's homemade fried fish and hush puppies. No, no, no. With the grits and the cheese grits and all that oozy goozy stuff in there. No, it wasn't that kind of smell whatsoever. This smell was putrid. It smelled rotten. Let me describe how rotten it really did uh, smell. This odor was like a rotten egg that had been left out for six months and then finally cracked open with a deep sulfur and um, six-month-old vomit smell. I'm not kidding you. This was really in the church. And uh, I learned later that over a month had passed by and some ladies wanted to raise money for a prayer conference and um, some church people are notorious for not cleaning up behind themselves totally. There's always something miss because one person thinks another person got the job done. You know, it's kind of like feeding a dog. Um, if you tell three people to feed the dog, that dog is going to starve to death because one person said, well, I thought you fed it. And the other person's going to say, I thought you fed it. Well, the whole time the dog never received one morsel of dog food. And it ultimately met its maker uh, because it died. Well, that's what happened in this church. And we sprayed for breeze. <laughs> we sprayed for breeze and, and Lysol and used Clorox cleanups on everything. And we could not find the smell or where it was coming from, but it was horrible. And if you chilled the church down cool enough, it would be, uh, uh, you know, tolerable. So we made it through a few services. And then on a Wednesday night before church was to start, I walked into the building and it was so bad. And a fire inspector showed up. <laughs> I thought we were not going to pass the fire inspection because the smell was horrific. It smelled now like burnt puke. And I was wondering what the fire inspector would be thinking. And anyway, we passed it and we started searching and searching and searching. Well, we have two ovens in the church and one is a lower oven that sits over by a sink in this square style kitchen. And there's one that is upper oven that sits across from the sink. And in the lower oven, someone forgot to check a big pan of fish that had been left in there for over a month and two weeks now. And can I tell you that it liquefied and these little crawly things, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen in church in my life in the history of 25 years. There was literally maggots crawling all through this oven. And I am, am not too sensitive, but when I got that smell of that odor, I could not hold it down. I was tossing my cookies outside the door and I said, we've got to get this odor out of here. And so finally, we devised a plan to grab this aluminum flimsy pan that you buy at Thanksgiving. You know, the one that you put your turkey in and you, you, you cook it and put it in the oven. Well, it was one of those kind of pans, but it was a cheaper one and it was very flimsy. So, as I was walking out of 
out of the oven with this thing. I mean, out of the kitchen. I just pulled it out of the oven. And a little bit of the juice spilled on my brand new shoes. They were brown. They were lovely. They were comfortable. They were these sketcher walkabouts. And I loved them because you could just jump up in the morning. And you could put these shoes on and be out the door quickly. And they're very comfortable, kind of cool-looking shoe. And it splashed on my shoes. Well, I, I, I wanted to save my shoes. But, but let me not get ahead of myself here. I wanted to save those shoes. So I just kind of rinsed them off with a water hose and just kept going. Because I couldn't tell at this point what smelled and what didn't. Because the odor was overwhelming. It was like one Mack truck hitting 200 skunks at one time. That's how bad it was. And we got this outside, but now we had to contend with these maggots that were inside still just squirming and crawling all through this this oven where this horrific smell was. So we're cleaning it all out and spraying cleaner and wiping and yes, taking the gloves, rubber gloves, put them on our hands and wiping these maggots out and getting it all finally sanitized. And we notice that maggots not only climb on the sides of ovens, but they climb on the bottom and also on the top. So when we looked at the top, I guess they knew we were cleaning the bottom. So they all moved to the top of the oven. So we scraped it, and as we scraped it, it looked like like salt being poured out of a salt shaker, and, and tons of it, just they were just coming down, and it just got even more disgusting. So finally, um, uh, at this time, I, I have to also be the key speaker that night, and I'm cleaning this kitchen, getting it ready, my shoes has just been ruined. And, you know, in church, if, if you're a pastor or some type of leader, God bless you because, you know, I know you get angry and you have to hold it in and you have frustration and you can't really tell anybody. And so um, for me, I, w- I was getting kind of steamed. You know, I really didn't want this prayer meeting anyway because it wasn't advertised right. It wasn't you know, laid out, it's the best that people with, let me say, they don't have the knowledge uh, and the business sense to advertise the correct way. I mean, a sheet on a couple of pieces of wood saying prayer breakfast. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not the way you advertise on the side of the church. You know, it's supposed to be a professional sign. Uh, when the wind blew, you couldn't tell if it was the 28th or the 29th because <laughs> the wind shifted the numbers and sometimes the eight would look like a nine according to how the wind was blowing. And then it rained. And then it looked like our sign with painted on numbers and advertisement now began to, to run down the sheet that was tacked onto two boards um, in front of the church announcing a prayer breakfast and conference. And... Uh, they were just so excited about getting it done. They just didn't have the knowledge. And in, and in the church world, they'd say, bless their little heart. And so anyway, 
they didn't have the knowledge to uh, advertise. So I thought of, well, you're going to do all this work and not get too many people here. And, and that's exactly what happened. All this work was done. Fish was fried. It was very well. It was good. And and all of these fixings was, was, went along with it. But then people who don't know how to advertise also don't know how to thoroughly clean. And so we got this clean, the odor down, and finally got the smell out of the church. Now, mind you, I still want to keep my favorite shoes because they, they cost a little bit of money. And, you know, I, I still don't have a pair of those shoes to this day. And I, I brought them to my back porch. So here's what I did. I cleaned them. And I thought, well, maybe the smell will go away. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm having this grandiose dream of of my, my shoes being cleaned and then I'll, I'll be able to wear them again, you know, and because and, 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 I just bought the shoes. But the next morning, <laughs> I, I got up and inspected the shoes. Now, the night before, I'd washed them, clean them, and I put them on. I have a uh, back lanai with a sliding glass door, and I put them to the right of the sliding glass door on the outside on the lanai, uh, which is a fancy word for a concrete slab screened in with a couple of doors and lights and some fans. So I put it back there, but I woke up the next morning and my brown shoes were now a beige and white color, still smelt like a putrid shoe. And I thought, well, I can't use these anymore. They're, they're gone. They're history. All right, get over it. You're just going to have to get some new shoes. And, um, Picked them up. I took them over the garbage can and I, I threw them away. I threw my shoes in the garbage can, and you know, we have a garbage man in our neighborhood, and I'm sure you have one too. They really just want to get the job done, get out of here, and get it over with, and get home. That's the way they are. So he ran into the neighborhood quickly, put the two hydraulic lifters into my garbage can pulled it up to the side and poured the garbage into the back of the truck. But before watching all the garbage go into the truck, I noticed those shoes had been pulled out and set on the side of the garbage can. They were, And I don't know if someone was planning on using them or if the driver was going to use them. Anyway, I noticed as there was a turn going around, the it looked like my the, the shoes had been picked up, and I, I figured someone just threw them away. And uh, anyway, my wife and I, to make a long story short, my, my wife and I are bicyclists, so one day I was riding the bike ahead of her, and um, I looked into a parking lot of a, of a restaurant, a local restaurant that sits on the corner not too far from our home. And in that parking lot was like a couple of shoes. <laughs> no kid, a couple of shoes laying out in the parking lot. And uh, so um, I looked over there 
And I promise you, I promise you right now, it looked like the shoes that I had wore that had that on it, the smell was so bad that the people in the garbage truck that was going to try to keep them and restore them threw them out at the restaurant, didn't even want them on a garbage truck. That's how bad it was. Now, you tell me, you go to church on a Wednesday night and you walk in there and you get this odor and you smell this church. Do you think you want to go back to church? No, you don't want to go back to church. I didn't want to go back to church and I was the pastor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The things that happens at church. So anyway, that night went on pretty well and I had this one uh, particular woman who was going to be a speaker for about five minutes and then another would speak for another five minutes and so forth and so on um, after I spoke to uh, make some announcements of things about affirmations. And so this one lady gets up and she says, you can't eat after midnight. It says in the Bible, God said you can't eat after midnight. And I guess... She'd watch the movie Gremlins because it's like you can't throw water on them after midnight because then you'll turn into a gremlin yourself. So she she said, don't eat after midnight. God said it's in the Bible. And, uh, you know, there's all kind of passages where people are eating at all times of day in the Bible. And it's like, okay, how, how do you get this person to, to sit down and uh, be quiet? So obviously... You know, I, you know, you say kind of, well, that's an interesting fact. That, you know, that, that's not really a fact, but it's, it's interesting. And uh, I don't know how you came up with that, but, you know, I could, I, I'll try to smooth that over. So, you know, there's things like this that happen in church that many of you were wondering, how do you handle that in these awkward moments? Because now, do, do you get up and do you tell this, this lady, Hey, hey, listen, uh, we had New Year's just a couple of years ago and we had a big feast after uh, midnight and no one turned into a gremlin. <laughs> listen, you better not eat after midnight or you're going to turn into a gremlin too. No, just kidding. I want you to hang in here and keep listening to these episodes. These stories are true. These stories are real. These stories truly happen at church. So I know that each episode now that I'm recording... I am taking up a little bit of your time, but I don't want to take up all your time. But I do want you to enjoy all of these episodes. Thank you for listening. Get ready for episode three. It's going to get even better.